You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. Uh, Today we're going to talk about something that's one of my favorites, uh, pizza. Um, You know, I don't think a week goes by that I don't have pizza on the menu. Um, And we're going to talk about an interesting brand that's doing a lot of uh, unique things to to grow um, and build a brand. Um, And with me today is Drew Kellogg, who is the CEO of Oath Pizza. So welcome, Drew. Um, I guess first question is, um, you know, tell me a little bit about the history, the story of Oath. Wonderful. Barbara, it is it is a pleasure to be here. And to all of your viewers, thank you very much for uh, tuning in and checking us out. Uh, as Barbara mentioned, I'm CEO of Oath Pizza. We're a little pizza chain out of the Northeast. We started in Nantucket in 2015. Uh, we started in a small shop uh, in about 600 square feet and with uh, the intention of doing something different. And We've got a, a special crust that has won some awards, uh, a number of them, and it is grilled and seared in avocado oil, which gives it some unique characteristics. But most importantly, it's just a wonderful uh, pizza and a great experience. Uh, the brand is grown out of uh, that initial uh, restaurant in Nantucket. We're in the Northeast. We have some shops down in New York, Philadelphia, and Virginia, as well as a number of franchisee locations across the country. We're really excited to be here and our growth stories, uh, you know, excited about our growth opportunities coming out of pandemic. So what's your background in the restaurant industry and how did you come to the brand? I uh, I cut my teeth with Chipotle uh, and was very fortunate to join Chipotle at a time when there was an awful lot of growth happening. Uh, my background prior to Chipotle was in the uh, Navy. I was a uh, military officer serving on ships and had a lot of wonderful teams and operational experience. Um, Chipotle was looking for uh, people to help them grow and really looking at small unit leadership and taking restaurant teams uh, and developing leaders that could grow and scale or help scale the company. I started with Chipotle uh, just before uh, the recession in 2008, and we were at about 800 restaurants at the time and was with Chipotle up until about, uh, well, until we were almost to 2,500 restaurants. And that decade, we experienced all kinds of growth. Uh, was in the mid-Atlantic region where we had um, a number of restaurants uh, growing throughout that period of time and just awesome teams, wonderful, wonderful customers that pushed us, but were also extremely supportive. And uh, that really set me up well for uh, for this opportunity with Oath to try to uh, uh, to do it again and build teams that are that understand the customer experience very very well, understand operations, supply chain, labor challenges, and and look to scale another one. So, is is there any significance to the name Oath? Absolutely, Oath is really um, it was it was the it was the thinking of you know we're doing the right thing. Uh, interestingly, military background comes with an oath to serve and protect, but but most importantly, it's to do the right thing uh, when when we've got you know lots of choices, and it's a it's a reflection of integrity uh, in the product, integrity in the experience, integrity in the choice, and appreciation of the customer's choice in us, and um, you know we just want. We want everybody to come in and feel confident that they uh, that they're that they're making a good choice uh, with us. There's awful lot of pizza out there, uh, and and we're trying to differentiate ourselves. And the most important thing we can do is be transparent and say, you know, how can we get better? How can we improve the experience to the consumer? Uh, how can we push ourselves to deliver the best product? 
how can we push ourselves to be the best company for our employees? And, and it's encompassing a lot of variables um, uh, that interact around those pieces. Uh, but most importantly, it's, it's to do the right thing. And you use the phrase better for you pizza. So um, you mentioned the avocado oil, um, you know, but sure. what else does that encompass? And if you could talk about some of the things that are on the menu, what's, what are popular things, sure. any trends you're seeing? Oh, that's that's fantastic. You know, better for you. It's not a technical term. Uh, I, I don't want to claim any medical uh, benefits out of our pizza over any others. You know, avocado oil, uh, avocados in general have had a wonderful uh, following and, and growth trajectory. Uh, we consumed an awful lot at Chipotle. Uh, avocado oil does some special things for our crust and our experience. Um, it's avocados in general are just a wonderful uh, uh, fruit, and uh, they're very savory. They they add a level of um, complexity to the eating experience. Uh, they they're just they just do a lot of neat um, uh, things for us that other uh, ingredients can't do. Uh, but in terms of better for you, uh, we've got a lot of choices that we've made along the way in terms of our other ingredient set. Uh, we've got a partnership with Bonza and Applegate Farms. Applegate Farms in particular uh, is a uh, uh, organic and nitrate-free um, better for you uh, uh, protein uh, supplier. And they run our whole protein schedule, all of our pepperoni and our chicken and our sausages, uh, and are just really uh, wonderful partners for us. Uh, and likewise in Bonza, Bonza is a chickpea-derived um, uh, uh, crust that satisfies both gluten-free and vegan uh, for us and have done a very, very nice job of promoting uh, their product. It's an excellent uh, pizza crust for those dietary restrictions. And we're just we're, we're very thoughtful in who we bring aboard um, to partner with us uh, so that we can reflect a, a discriminating choice in us versus other options that are out there. Uh, and we try very, very hard to to have other partners that think that way with us. So you mentioned both gluten free and vegan. Um, so how important <laughs> is is that as a as both as trends, even though they're not necessarily trends, they're really part of how sure. people are eating now and and their their concerns mm -hmm. about heating out. How you know how is that expressed on the menu when you walk in that the customer knows that this is a place where I can get items that are meet my dietary requirements. That's an excellent, excellent question, Barbara. Everybody loves pizza. And uh, uh, when I say everybody, you know, kind of the human population loves pizza. Um, but lots of folks come with different dietary restrictions or needs or flexibilities that they'd like reflected. And so our, our offerings are front and center. We don't have, um, uh, they're not, they're not exceptions. They're not, you know, hidden on a secret menu or anything like that. It's really, you know, we want to be attractive to all consumers. And that means that we want to provide the best um, uh, pizza experience uh, with the best, best products that we can find uh, for them. And so it's really front and center. We've worked very hard to make sure that, that the quality of those offerings uh, and any dietary restrictions that we can attend to are, are first rate. So who is, who would you say is your customer? Uh, well, we're, we're very fortunate that <laughs> the, uh, the, the populace is our customer, really, that, that most, uh, I love your intro, uh, in, in the pizza consumption uh, is typically, uh, is certainly in the United States and, and perhaps around the rest of the world, is typically at least once a month, maybe twice a month, and in many cases, it's once a week. And what is beautiful about pizza is that the whole family or unit, uh, you can have it as an individual, you can have it with your friends, you can have it with your family, you can have it with your coworkers. Um, you know, it's a it's a 
it's a leveling um, uh, opportunity to enjoy something together in a world where there aren't a lot of those. And we feel, I feel particularly, we, we the team Oath, feel particularly appreciative of being in a category that everybody can experience together and have a happy experience. And our mission is to inspire happiness. Um, and pizza just happens to be a very unique vehicle uh, to do that. There aren't a lot of these opportunities in our life. Um, and, and we feel very fortunate. So we're looking to elevate that experience to the best that we can. And so to answer your question directly, you know, just about everybody's our customer. And how do we attend to uh, be attractive to, to that group? So you talked a little bit about how there is a lot of pizza out there. And so who do you assess as your competitors? And how do you think you compare um, in the marketplace to get that consumer to choose you? That's an excellent question. I get that all the time. Is, is there so much pizza out there and so much competition? All of the pizza category is, of course, our direct pizza for pizza competitor. Um, but the reality is that because everybody loves it, there's a lot of uh, experimentation, a lot of competition, um, <laughs> direct and indirect. You know, where's your favorite favorite pizza restaurant in a community. That conversation is like every Thursday night. Uh, where is the favorite competition or where is the favorite pizza in the country? I mean, there are magazines built around this. Um, and, and to be part of that kind of conversation is, is, uh, it's feel, it's very special. There's, there's a competitive environment for, you know, best pizza because everybody's got an opinion. I think that's terrific. Um, uh, in terms of, in terms of, uh, spend, our real competition is the discretionary spend of where am I going to go to lunch today or where am I going to go to dinner tomorrow? And um, I think the consumer is becoming more aware of how they're spending as over the last handful of decades, the, the consumer uh, has moved or shifted in in very broad strokes here, uh, away from cooking for themselves or having meals at home or uh, environments where they are more aimed at convenience. Time is of a premium. And so experiences that can um, that can be both positive and uh, appetizing and craveable are uh, experiences that get more uh, traction. And so the consumer uh, spending those dollars in a convenient fashion. That is our real competition. And how do we be most attractive to those folks attending to convenience at a price point in a craveable fashion uh, that brings them back um, all wrapped around an experience that they're like, yeah, I didn't know about that, but my gosh, I'm going to come back again. That was really fantastic. So hopefully we're, you know, coming out of the pandemic at some soon, soon point. Um, so what has the brand's pandemic experience been like? Um, have there been any lessons that you've learned, um, you know, uh, during this, um, you know, and we'll talk a little bit later about supply chain and, and staffing, sure. um, but more, you know, what what were the real in time things that you were doing just to, you know, keep going? Well, that's um, uh, gosh, there dynamic is the word that I think most best accurately describes the last handful of years. It seemed like we were faced with a new challenge uh, in communication to our guests and our teams, our supply chain, uh, our opportunities that, you know, just on a daily basis. And uh, having come through that, um, we've been tested. Uh, we've made a lot of uh, changes, some of which were very good, some of which didn't work out. We had to pivot away from them quickly. Um, I feel like we've got a little bit of a crash course in, in survival. Uh, and knock on wood, you know, if we're coming out of this, 
absolutely fantastic. But most importantly, I know that the team, uh, I'm very fortunate. Our team has just been extraordinary, both in the restaurant and at the supporting level for the teams in the restaurant. Uh, we haven't lost anybody uh, for for reasons of, hey, this isn't any fun anymore. I don't believe in this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Of course, we've had some turnover, uh, but it's been, it's been for a bunch of other reasons. It isn't for the lack of opportunity within the restaurant or their desire to serve the consumer. Um, and if we continue, uh, on that track, I think we're going to be, uh, we're going to be okay because we've survived, whether it be, we're coming out or we're, you know, got bumps along the road in the future, which of course there will be, uh, we've been tested and, uh, we know how to react we know how to deal with the adversity in a positive way that elevates the brand and the experience for the consumer. And if we keep focused on that, I think we're going to be all right. So you're looking to grow um, and, you know, really using franchising to as a vehicle for that growth. Um, so what are you looking for in a franchisee partner? You know, who who is that person out there who is going to be, you know, Oath Pizza's next franchisee? I love it. This is um what I'm really, really excited about is creating opportunity for other people. It's what was, drove me in the military uh, and what I saw around the world is people are are craving an opportunity to go make themselves uh, better to support their families or their communities. And I saw this time and time and time and time and time again at Chipotle through my years there developing teams. And I really feel that that is the underlying opportunity here with Oath is that we have the ability to create opportunity to make people's lives better and to be attractive to folks who are interested in doing that. Those are our ideal uh, franchisees, people who are taking a look and saying, you know, I'm not sure what the right answer here is, but I've got passion. I've got um, uh, horsepower in my own personal confidence. Uh, I'm excited about other people and the experience that I can provide. Uh, I'm excited about making other people's lives better and being a leader of that effort. Those are the folks that are going to do really, really well with us um, because they understand the fundamental experience is exchanging, uh, you know, currency of some level for food, which impacts somebody's life. And it isn't just calories. It's a human experience that they're creating. Uh, and they are responsible for that. So they're responsible for bringing their their teams together and inspiring them. They're responsible for the environment that they serve the consumers in. They're responsible for attracting those consumers. They're responsible for being a reflection of something that's meaningful to stand for. And uh, the passion to do that, um, you know, can come from anywhere, can come from any culture, a lot of diversity. It can come from just about any background. And uh, I'm very excited about our opportunity uh, with it because we've seen folks from all over uh, in restaurants, out of restaurants, corporate, non-corporate, entrepreneurial spirits out there looking for new challenges kind of coming out of this time period saying, hey, I would like more control over my life. I would like more opportunity in my future. I would like a little less uh, commuting time. I would like to work for something that I have more control over. And um, there's a lot of interest in the in the being part of something special. People are yearning for an opportunity to be part of something that they can help grow. So are you targeting any particular areas right now? Sure, we are. Actually, um, one of the one of the biggest learnings coming or, or coming through pandemic is the value. You know, we see this all the time. Maybe we, everybody got a picture of uh, California coastline with some of the, the uh, cargo ships sitting offshore, sitting offshore. But it's uh, supply chain is key. 
supply chain is key. And um, uh, going back, you know, just a little bit, it's like strategy is for <laughs> strategy is for amateurs. Uh, supply chain and logistics are for professionals. And if you can't get what you're looking for downrange, uh, you can't go very far. And so while while lots of uh, lots of opportunities have big ambitions, um, we are focused on that which we can serve. And one of our relationships um, pre-pandemic, but which has served us extremely well, is our partnership with Aramark. And the learnings of Aramark around supply chain and logistics and distribution uh, have enabled this growth opportunity on our franchise set. Um, and so when you ask specifically, where are we growing? We're growing where we have distribution capabilities already. And we have uh, uh, restaurants uh, West Coast, uh, all the way actually through the South and up the East Coast. So it's kind of the perimeter of the country at the moment. But, um, uh, but the West Coast in particular is very attractive to the brand. It's very attractive to our supply chain, uh, as is the South and Southeast. Uh, Texas and uh, Southeast of the United States are also very attractive. Um, ultimately, we will be, um, uh, we've got relationships with new franchisees coming online in the Pacific Northwest, uh, in Central California, uh, Texas, and Southeast uh, United States up through Carolinas, and then the Eastern Seaboard um, are in the near future. So, what are some of the elements of what you're doing that make the brand, you know, franchisable and scalable that you're able to grow? Excellent question. So um, the 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 brand side of it is really an attractiveness to uh, uh, to the consumer piece of the puzzle. We're looking at. Uh, uh, I don't want to say current trending because this really is, but it's it's socially responsible and sustainable messaging. Uh, it's aiming at a younger, youthful uh, set that is looking to uh, do the right thing for the right reasons. Um, it, it is looking to be approachable and not specific to any given uh, uh, cultural demographic group. And it's really it's all encompassing from from a warmth standpoint. Anybody can participate and uh, be part of our brand. Uh, from a operational standpoint, the real beauty of, of Oath as a franchisable model is our focus on the supply chain, as I, as I just touched on. Uh, but most importantly in this time is our labor model. We've built the brand around a very efficient back of house and labor model uh, that means that we can operate with far fewer uh, employees in the restaurant during service periods of time, doing far less prep. Uh, than other restaurant um, uh, operations and, and opportunities. And both of those, the supply chain piece and the labor piece, allow the prime cost to be far lower um, uh, than other opportunities. And finally, the, the size, both of those elements allow for the size of the restaurant to be much smaller than a typical uh, franchise model restaurant. We operate in the neighborhood of 800 to 1,200 square feet as an ideal target. Uh, we can operate without gas or which... Gas comes with type one hooded exhaust. We don't have any open flames in the restaurant, so we operate on electric only. Uh, we can operate on a flexible um, a refrigeration uh, situation in the restaurant. And, and all of that leads to a much lower, much, much lower labor uh, load to the restaurant. Finally, in terms of the brand, uh, and coming out of pandemic, we've done a lot of work on the digital side of the house. And so the consumer can meet us not only coming through the restaurant and, and physically being in our dining room and placing orders, but all of the digital tech stack uh, that allows us to take those orders through our own website or third-party delivery platforms or many other uh, interactions. So you have all of those things in place. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about um, the labor aspects? So if I walk into the restaurant, 
what am I usually going going to see um, in terms of the labor? Um, and as a consumer, um, you know, what you're talking to the efficiencies, it, you know, it seems like I'm going to get, I'm still going to get that hospitality feel because of the efficiencies that you put in place. That's exactly right. So the um, coming into the restaurant, my first answer is hope you're going to see a smiling face that says, welcome to Oath Pizza. <laughs> what can I get for you? Or have you been here before in some engaging conversation? Uh, and that's really what we're looking to to optimize. I, uh, the saddest thing is to walk into an empty restaurant with somebody in the back of house, you know, doing something that isn't appreciating the consumer's choice in coming in. And it's the... Uh, it just, it makes for a bad experience. And so I've looked hard uh, at how do we take all that noise away and, and make it easy for the team so that they can be there for the guests when the guest comes in. And uh, I, I firmly believe that, that food is just a very unique and intimate human experience, that it's an exchange between two individuals. Uh, that's more and more rare in our society and therefore it's more valuable. And, and we ought to look at every opportunity to make sure that we hire folks that are interested in being part of that human experience and that appreciate that because they're going to deliver the best hospitality we can. Um, and, and to take away all the friction points of the food uh, so that they can deliver it. Um, I want to hire people with wonderful personalities. I don't necessarily want to hire uh, folks that only come from restaurant uh, experience. They, they shouldn't need that to be successful in our business. So you mentioned taking away some of the fr friction aspects of preparing the food. So in what ways, how do you do that? Well, uh, the most important one in pizza is dough handling and production. Most pizza is handling and preparing dough at some level. Um, uh, dough is a sensitive chemistry experiment that you have to manage temperature, humidity, uh, time, and those controls around it. It's also, uh, it's not exactly the most um clean, easy to deal with environment. There's a lot of cleanliness preparation and cleanup afterwards in dope manipulation. Uh, it requires a lot of space in a restaurant and we've taken all of that out. So our dough is produced in a commissary and then it's shipped to the restaurant so that the, the crusts are, are, are built for the customer and finished for the customer, but they aren't necessarily uh, proofed and cooked for, uh, you know, in, in a, um, in a prior environment. And the teams, therefore, they don't have to mess around with all that stuff. Uh, I think the most valuable person in the pizza industry, the Pizzolas out there that understand how to run a peel and a wood-fired oven at a thousand degrees and can cook consistently. Uh, those are the most valuable guys in the entire industry and gals. Um, so you mentioned a little bit about um, the digital, um, the digital aspect. So um, in what ways is technology incorporated into the brand? Um, and how do you use tech um, to, you know, to grow and to meet, you know, kind of what you were talking about is meeting the consumer at where they want to be. Yes. Um, you know, technology for better or worse is just a part of our lives and it's becoming an increasingly integrated part of our lives. Uh, we, we had recognized that long ago. Uh, uh, my team is exceptionally uh, gifted in sort of looking at where the suite of opportunity is out there from, from whether it be, you know, I mean, basic as email or our website design or integration on the consumer level there or with all of our third party partners uh, that help bring that together all the way to loyalty, all the way to special hidden menu apps, uh, appreciating their birthday parties. Uh, you know, the, the various levels of currency pieces of 
because all of these are discrete uh, kind of layers to the technology that have to be attended to, uh, let alone our, our CPG effort, uh, the ability to talk to a consumer and have them see an oath pizza on, for instance, say, you know, in New York and, or Nantucket, and then, you know, going on to the West Coast out in, in San Francisco. Can we provide the same level of experience on one coast as the other and make it seamless? Um, technology allows us to do that. And, and we've worked very, very hard to not only be, uh, I guess, current in all of it, but to have it uh, integrated into the system so that the consumer doesn't really see it. They're already getting bombarded with lots of different evolutions of technology uh, in other aspects of their life. And we're just we're keeping pace and being alongside of it. Um, and I think we've done a pretty good job uh, of that. There are some other leaders in the industry that have done an exceptional job of that. Um, but technology, there's no question that it's here to stay. So from a franchise perspective, uh, it really leads into that effort in, in for instance, in California, uh, we'll have restaurants open that'll be part of an ordering system, a reporting system, a loyalty system, um, a, even an employment and, and uh, payroll system that is of the same caliber and back of house aspects as our East Coast restaurants. Even though it's a franchise on another coastline, we can help those operators be successful and achieve metrics um, because we're all looking at the same information on the back end and have all the same support. So the customer experience is very, very high and the operational support to the franchisees is very, very high. And that really is, you know, the beauty of technology. Um, right. It creates its own, creates its own issues when it doesn't integrate or talk nicely yes. to each other and kind of shuts, <laughs> doesn't like each other, doesn't want to play nicely, but but for the most part, um, you know, we, we, we kept it all online. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of data. I think it tells yeah. you so many different stories, but it also tells you a lot of stories. So you kind of have to know what are the important right. ones, you know, what, what this is, you know, if, if you're, if, if you have a pizza that's not selling anywhere, then you go, Hey, you know, maybe we should, you know, tweak this menu a little bit, you know, and, and things that are crucial to the brand, um, you know, but it can get overwhelming sometimes with. You could have said it better. It's you, you have to, uh, you have to know what you are aiming at because the, the data can tell you a story, any kinds of stories, but um but for our part, if we can stay focused on the consumer experience and remove the friction from from uh, aiming at the highest value uh, delivered for convenience uh, uh, and the highest product quality on our our end, uh, and manage both of those things, and then for a franchisee as a customer, manage the the margin production and the constant evolution to make their life easier. You know, as a franchisee, all, all I really care about from a franchisor are you making my life easy, uh, and are you making me more money than you did last week? Right. And, and it's kind of basic. They're, they're bought into a, a growth story. But at the end of the day, you know, are we are we removing friction for them? And that's a uh, uh, that's no different than a customer coming into the restaurant uh, and our responsibilities there. So in, uh, you know, in addition to the pandemic, the two big issues which we touched on uh, a few times, but not really in specific, you know, um, have been, you know, labor, staffing and supply chain. Um, and you've mentioned, you know, a couple of times about the supply chain um, and kind of how you're combating it. Um, but if you can, you know, kind of talk about what the true, what the challenges were, you know, you're dealing with avocado and we all know, 
avocados have had issues getting with supply chain. So, you know, something that's so fundamental to the brand, you know, you have to, you know, make sure you have these uh, sources. Um, so, you know, what are these challenges that you've had on the on the supply chain, and then on on you know on the labor side? You know, what have you what what have you seen from the labor? Um, and obviously, you know, you you kind of mentioned already what you're doing, you know, to kind of combat that and make the you know the franchising models very efficient. Um, but you know, what what have you seen out there, um, and how do you think Oath is kind of dealing with it? Excellent, excellent. Well, kind of the two principal, I mean, two principal pillars of challenge we've all been faced with over the last handful of years. On the supply side, um, the first one we had was how do we get our pizza to folks that can't get into our restaurants? And we partnered with Gold Belly early, early on um, and had a website stood up on a technology that could, we had to figure out how to package it and ship it on dry ice. And dry ice has its own challenges for anybody out there working with dry ice these days. Uh, you know, it's the, the, the seltzer world has consumed all of the carbonated dioxide or a huge portion of the carbonated dioxide in the country. And so dry ice for everybody else is liking chips as waste. Anyway, it's a, uh, it's a hard challenge, but to your point, avocados had a, had a big challenge over the handful of last years. Um, s- uh, tomatoes, uh, which make go into all of our sauces, cheese in particular. Uh, we had a huge, huge issues with cheese because of the animals uh, that were not being consumed for other things There and fear of pandemic and how they were running through the herds. Uh, you know, there was disruptions in supply uh, that were very dramatic. And we've been chasing cheese prices up and down, looking for a similar quality. We've got a spec cheese that is a, that is a special one, um, that it's hard to maintain highest level of quality. And so developing relationships, maintaining those relationships, supporting those relationships uh, uh, from your suppliers is critical uh, that they know that you're going to be there uh, and are doing, you know, it's best effort because they're trying to do best effort uh, on their side and getting uh, products to the products to us, the the franchisors, the consumers, the brands out there. Um, That was very, very challenging. Uh, And transparency in the communication was really what it made it all work. One to the, to the suppliers themselves, Hey, we're struggling with this, or this pricing is going out, uh, you know, through the roof on, on X, Y, Z, and we need some help or relief or where can you help us and relieve us? What can we do to, to manage the, the, uh, the prime costs there? Um, and to the consumer, we're out of this product. Uh, we needed to substitute this product. We don't want to have this be a permanent choice, but please stick with us while we work through this period of time. And so I think that the transparency on the supply side was really what helped us get through it uh, or has helped us manage it along the way. On the labor piece, uh, you know, labor, uh, the teams in general, one, they have just a tremendous amount of option and opportunity outside of restaurants uh, for just about anything. We've seen a huge disruption in the need to be in a physical location. Uh, most of uh, the labor market force can work if they choose remotely in almost any industry these days and get paid very, very well. And the um, that has all been an interesting byproduct out of this. And we'll see where it goes and whether or not folks want to be back part of a social uh, working environment in particular, because that seems to be one of the highest uh, uh, values coming out of that. Um, but it's certainly going to be different than what we saw in the past. 
I think that one of the the most valuable pieces of a restaurant experience is the social aspect that we provide for the teams. And so keeping that fun, keeping them appreciated, we're certainly going to pay them a comparable wage because at the end of the day, you know, everybody's everybody's trying to take care of their families and grow their their opportunity set. But it really comes down to, uh, you know, what is the opportunity for them? So we're inventing new ways to recognize that. How do we uh, how do we appreciate them both in in raw wage, but also benefits? And we've made a number of changes on aspects on those pieces of the puzzle, keeping the restaurant environment as stress free as possible, because <laughs> Lord knows there's plenty of stress <laughs> yeah. outside of the restaurant. We don't need yeah. any more in it. And um it, it really staying focused on our mission. Our mission is to inspire happiness, not only for our consumers, but for our teams. And so how do we interpret that and ask them frequently, you know, hey, guys, how are we doing? Uh, what, what can we do to make it easier for you? What can we do to make it more fun? You know, I, I just as their leader, I tried to be with them as much as possible or communicate with them. I, I encourage that leadership from my teams. This is not a uh, this is not a instruction manual that everybody needs to go from A to B to C to D. I mean, we're, we're all in it together. And uh, staying positive, um, you know, is kind of the name of the game. Um, if we can do that, well, then we know the product is going to be fine. And uh, the, everybody loves pizza. So unless two th- there are two principles that, that determine Oath's fate. One is everybody loves pizza. Just the general populace loves pizza. If that remains true, we're going to be okay. As long as number two remains also true in that people keep telling us we have good pizza. And we hear that all the time. I, it, it's humbling to hear connoisseurs come and tell us, well, you know, Drew, I've, I've kind of had a lot of pizza and I don't want to say it too out loud, but yours is the best I've ever had. Your crust is the best. Your ingredients are the best. Your recipes are wonderful. Almost invariably, it comes with your team, the delivery, the hospitality, the environment, the engagement of that. You guys are doing something really special. And I credit all of it to the team because they wouldn't say that. Pizza can be good. Ours can be good. But it, if the experience isn't good, nobody's going to remember it. And so the the hospitality that our teams deliver in the restaurants day in, day out, um, that's the secret to our success, bar none. So let's kind of fast forward. Um, where do you see the brand in, say, five years? Oh, world domination, of course. <laughs> Well, it is pizza. Now, you know, I'm optimistic about it because the market's already there. Um, And and I'm really uh, I'm I'm really encouraged by the the enthusiasm for the brand and the enthusiasm that our teams have for the brand. It'd be really easy to come through this last couple of years and say, listen, you know, it's been fun. It's been real. It hasn't been real fun, Drew. And and the team saying, I'm going to go do something else. Um, As long as those two principles remain the same and we got in a team that's going to be inspired to achieve I know we will be attractive um, because we are doing things that are creating. It's not a recipe that's winning. The pizza recipe is good. We have, but, but pizza has been around for millennia. I mean, it's been around since the beginning of time. Toppings on flatbread is historical fact. It came out of the Nile River Valley. You know, it's 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 been around. Uh, pizza in the United States is extremely competitive and extremely good. There are tremendous operators out there delivering wonderful experiences. To do it at scale is a different question. To do it uh, in a manner that is inspiring for franchisees to say, you know, I was in XYZ industry, pick a one, anyone. I want to create something for myself or live, leave a legacy for my family. 
um, there isn't a lot of white space in opportunity for that. Most of, you know, most of the country has been carved up uh, from the large pizza operators. So to take a look at, at some of the smaller, I mean, we are tiny, we are a tiny little pizza operator, uh, but we have a lot of white space and therefore we have a lot of opportunity. Um, and I think we're bringing something to the table that is unique and so far has uh, resonated very, very well. And if we can continue to do that, we're going to be just fine. Perfect. Thank you so much.